Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. Well, my friends, we are almost done with 2020, and the holidays are upon us. And here we go. What a year it's been. The holidays are here, and for most of you, it's probably looking different than it has in years past. We usually have a huge Christmas Eve party anywhere from 60 people, that's our small side, to about 150 people usually come through our party, and it's not happening this year. And then I know we have a lot of Aussie listeners, and I saw recently Keith Urban is going to be doing concerts down there. So you guys live in a different world, and I have a lot of clients down there as well. Things are a lot more back to normal down there. So I'm excited for you all that can open up as the U.S. is going into shutdowns and my state is closing down. The upside of this mess is there's going to be a lot of space. And for me this year, I'm really looking forward to having some downtime and having a couple weeks off and not having a schedule and being able to hang out a bit with my family, read. I have a bunch of TV I'm going to watch and go on a lot of walks and do some Peloton. And that's what I'm going to do and dream and scheme about 2021. And that's going to be my invitation for you today. As we talk about what do you want? What do you need? But before we go into that, I do want to address what is front and center, because like I said, this is 2020 and we've now in the U.S. had hit over nine months and COVID's breaking all sorts of records. So I do hope that you're able to be safe. And I also realize as we move further and further into this year, that more of us are being touched by somebody who has COVID. That means what I mean by being touched, not necessarily they're touching you, but you may know people. And I do know that I've known more people now than earlier in this year. And there's been a lot of brain juice I've used for COVID just as I've been trying to understand the orders that have been going on and also about protocols and stuff, especially for the Aqua Monsters, because that's a community that I lead and I'm responsible for. And I want to make sure that I continue to create a safe as possible place as I can for the people who've trusted me with their kids or with my employees. So I understand the COVID situation that's going on and it is created a lot of change for us this year. And with that, I don't know what your holidays are going to look like. And some of you may have a lot of space. Some of you may be taking care of somebody who has COVID. So that may not be allowing you a lot of space. The big thing I would invite you to do is really figure out ways that you can take care of yourself under the current constraints that we have. If that means getting to bed earlier, if you can, maybe some of the laundry, and this is a pet peeve of mine because I like laundry to be folded right away, but maybe it sits in the baskets and that's okay. Maybe Christmas looks different. However you need to do so that you can take care of yourself and those that you've committed to taking care of that you're responsible for taking care of, that's my invitation for you. So this actually segues really well into what do you want and what do you need? Because this is a really important question that I'm always asking my clients like, well, what do you want? And when I'm asking about what do you want, there's always going to be constraints around it. 
for those of us, again, that live in the US, maybe what people want is a giant, you know, Christmas or to have the Christmas Eve party. I mean, shoot, last year, the day after Christmas, my family was in San Francisco. We went to go see Hamilton and Christmas night, we were out to dinner and a restaurant. I mean, that is so, we're in such a different world in 2020 than we were in 2019. So I can want that, but that's not going to be happening with the given constraints because what I also want is to stay as safe as I possibly can in terms of COVID and getting possible exposure to COVID. So I will not be doing that. Plus it won't be available as much of California is getting more shut down as each day goes on. So when you think about what do you want, it's not about being you know, like I think about my eight-year-old self and, oh, this is all that I want, whether it was, you know, something that I could do or not. And then let me have a pity party. But really as an adult, what do you want? And before we go into what do you want, there's a difference between what do you want and what do you need? And I want to clarify that. What do you want? Wanting is about your desires. And this can feel vulnerable, selfish, indulgent, and impractical. And it also can be hopeful and inspirational and exciting and fun. So there's a whole bunch. It's right. The rainbow of emotions. Needs now needs are the musts in your life. They are the essentials in your life. So for me, I need food, shelter, my basic needs. (laughs) My, my needs are probably greater than anybody else in my family. I need lots of blankets to stay warmer because I tend to get colder, right? What are your needs? What are the things? What are the basic needs that you need to get through? So there's a difference between wants and needs. And you're not selfish if you want. And there's nothing wrong with you for wanting. And we can have more than our needs. And when I talk about wanting, it's about what do you want in terms of what do you want to create? What do you want to do? What do you want to have? Who do you want to be? What do you want to experience? So the first step in getting clear about what do you want and being able to answer this question, because this is a question I ask quite a bit with my clients, what do you want? And it's a really hard question. You would think it's really simple, but it's a really hard question. And I'm going to go through why it's a hard question and then what you can do about it. So the first thing before we can even go into this arena of what do you want is you must give yourself permission. And permission is a compassion practice that allows us to be compassionate and to dial that up. And so you want to give yourself permission. And so I want you to say after me, these different permissions, and that way you practice it. So say it out loud. It's okay. It's just you and I, it's okay if you're out on a walk and you're talking to yourself and talking back, you know, to me on this podcast. But it's really important that you start to say it and you mimic it because then that's how you start to create it. So the first permission is I give myself permission to create what I want. Then it's I give myself permission to do what I want. That is often mind blowing for so many of my clients who are high achievers, successful, who've done a bunch of stuff. They're like, wait, I get to give myself permission to do what I want. Yes, you do. I give myself permission to have what I want. The little disclaimer on that is it doesn't mean you get to take or steal or destroy other people. When you pursue or you go after, you create what you want. It's about doing it with being aligned with your values 
And if you're here, I don't think you have values where you can destroy another human for yourself. I just don't see my listeners as being those types of humans. The other one is I give myself permission to have what I want. Yes, you can really have what you want. I give myself permission to be what I want. My friend, let those permission slips sink in and start with those. And as you start to work with those, you may actually get something that's a little bit more clear that really resonates for you. Now, what I know that happens in this process is there's resistance, right? It's like, oh no, Corinne, you just quite don't understand your resistance maybe, but Corinne, I, I don't know what I want. Yeah, I understand that. Or some of you may be thinking, Corinne, I must get the right answer. Or I must totally know exactly what I want. So let me put it off till after Christmas, till after the new year, till March 30th, before I give myself the time to figure it out. Or maybe your resistance is, I can't make a mistake in regards to what I want. Or raise your hand if you're like, I am not a person who can have what she wants. That used to be one of my limiting beliefs and one of my clients. Remember, she was like, can a person like me really create a life like that? Another one is, I don't have time for this. It's one of the lies that we tell ourselves. The good news, my friend, is it really doesn't take that much time. And it doesn't mean you need to sit down and brainstorm for hours or do a workshop for, you know, three days, because I'm going to go through of how do you actually incorporate it into your life. So what I know what's underneath all of those different resistances that we have, it's fear, you're afraid, vulnerability, which is uncertainty, emotional exposure and risk, or shame, which is I'm not worthy right? I'm not good enough. So we're afraid of making mistakes. And, you know, this whole uncertainty thing, as Peter Walsh has said in my show, we have the Starbuckization of coffee in the United States, right? We want a sure thing. We want to know that we haven't wasted our time, that we haven't wasted our experience, our money. So that vulnerability is something that we're like, oh, I don't want to do it. But I've continued to say this. It's the pathway to everything that we want. It is the pathway. So fear, vulnerability, and shame, that's really what's underneath all of our resistance. It may be one, it may be all three. My hunch is for you, it's probably all three. You're not believing that you're good enough or worthy enough, or you're an imposter, or you don't know enough right now, right? And the fear of being wrong, of making mistakes. So what to do? The first thing we do is we take small steps. Remember, we gave ourselves permission to have what we want. It's okay to do what we want. Take a small step. That's a small step. And then the next small step is to stop telling yourself you don't know. You must stop telling yourself you don't know what you want. Otherwise you can't create it. When you say, I don't know, I don't know. Your brain just shuts off. It closes the door. And what we want to be able to do is create. We want to brainstorm, dream, steal, not steal like, oh, I'm going to go and take something from somebody. But you start to hear somebody else and they talk about, oh, a trip that they did or a, you know, a career decision they made. And you're like, oh, there's a part of that. I really like that. I'd like to do that for me. Right. And so it could be steal or inspire. 
I use steel because in so much in academia, you weren't supposed to plagiarize. And I have to use steel to remind myself that I don't always have to come up with an original idea, <laughs> right? There's not many original ideas and I don't have to come up with the original idea, but what is the inspiration that I can have that would influence me? So another way to stop telling yourself you don't know is to ask yourself, if you did know, what would it be? So your brain's going to say, oh, I don't know. Okay. If you did know, what would it be? And that's where you write and you play. You have space. Last week's podcast, I talked about space, having space in your life. If you're going to have a lot of space and maybe you're dreading it during this holiday season, this is what you can do is get into the playing of the exploration of what do you want? Have space for that. Some of the, my best ideas come in while I'm in motion. If I'm out walking and listening to a podcast, it's like all of a sudden my creative juices come. My worst ideas come when I'm sitting here in this chair. So motion is really important to me. Doing the Peloton, listening to the instructors, right? Being in the shower, huge, huge, having water hit my head. Listening, hearing someone else's idea, reading. When I used to do Bikram, I mean, my ideas was like, boing, 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 boing. The big key is to be able to get yourself into a place of love and compassion and calm instead of, I need to have the right answer, which is really graspy, but have relaxed, non-graspy energy so that you can start to listen. And when you listen, this next step is really important because you must listen without judgment. You're going to need a whole lot of courage to figure out what you want. And in order to do this, you must keep your brain a judgment-free space because your brain's going to immediately go, well, how's that possible? That's not possible. Who do you think you are? It's going to take away from the courage, right? It's going to go, well, forget it. I'm not that person. Let me just shut down. So listen to yourself, to your insides without judgment. And then the other thing that's really important is to mitigate risk and why mitigating risk is so important is that we all have our own risk tolerance of what we have the tolerance for. And I don't have a high risk tolerance. Many people might think that I had high tolerance for risk, but I actually don't, depending on the spectrum that you're going through. But I know what my risk tolerance is. And so I make decisions based on that. So I work on mitigating risk. What are the things that I can do so that the worst thing that possibly could happen won't happen? right? So often a lot of my clients are worried about, you know, becoming destitute and living in a van underneath the bridge, right? And so we always kind of look at that like, okay, if the worst thing happened, is that really possible, right? So pay attention to what's the worst thing that can happen. And then what are things that you can do to mitigate risk? I don't want to have COVID. And so one of the ways to mitigate risk is to not have my Christmas Eve party, right? It was to have a family, only the people that I lived with Thanksgiving dinner, because I'm really going to mitigate risk. I go on walks wearing masks. Those are the things that I do to mitigate risk. So for you, mitigate your risk so that the worst thing that can happen, hopefully you can protect yourself from. And then when you do this, don't compare your risk tolerance to what you think someone else's risk tolerance is. I see my clients do this or my clients will do this. And I will remind them that they are comparing what they think somebody else's risk tolerance to themselves. And then they're creating more shame 
instead of accepting who they are, because you can build great things from a place of low risk tolerance. You can build great things. And especially if you're willing to play the long game, then that's the game that I like to play is the long game. I'm not into some razzle dazzle or some quick fixes. I want sustainable change. So mitigate risk. That's one of the steps. Now that we know that the risk is mitigated, it's like, okay, this part, you know, living by the river, whatever the worst case scenario is that could possibly happen, that you've got that safety net there. Now you ask yourself, what are you afraid of? What are you really afraid of? If knowing like, okay, the worst case scenarios may not happen. What are you really afraid of? And here's one that a lot of my clients are afraid of. They're afraid of disappointing themselves or being disappointed. Like, hey, Corinne, I pursued this. I went after it and it didn't happen. And then I'm gonna be disappointed. So I'm just not gonna go in, out and do this. And I just remind them that they're already feeling not so good right now because they're not going after what it is that they desire. They're not willing to put themselves out. They're not willing to be brave. They're not willing to ask for what they want or create what they want, right? And by playing small in their life, they're actually feeling more shame. And they're feeling like they're believing they're a fraud and they're frustrated and, you know, restless inside versus if they go out there and they try, they may be disappointed, but then they realize it's a feeling and there's a lot that they can learn. So disappointed is a feeling and we must remember that. And it comes down to what are the stories that we tell ourselves about that? So when you have something, whether it's you pursued a job that you wanted and you didn't get it. So what's the story you're telling yourself? You, you know, wanted to have a partner and you didn't get it. What's the story you're telling yourself? What are you making that mean about yourself? You want to make a certain amount of money and you didn't get it. What's the story, right? You went to go and create a business and the sales were below the the goal target. Okay. What's the story that you're telling? It's often that you're bad. You're an imposter. You're a fraud. You're not good enough. You're not lovable. But is that really true? And when you do that and you indulge in that self-loathing, you're missing out on the key learning. And the question we really want to ask ourselves is what's the key learning? So when we can realize that we can be disappointed and that we can make mistakes, we have the ability to learn and grow. And the other thing that happens is that when you do fail or when you do fall down, who do you choose to be when this happens, when you don't create what you want in that moment? Who do you choose to be? What's your mindset? I want to take you guys back to 2020, right? Like a year ago in 2019, it was going to be, oh, the roaring 20s. This is going to be so great. This is going to be a great year, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Well, none of us saw this coming. 2020 has been hard for everyone. And here's the thing. My clients, a lot of them are kicking ass. They have, I mean, their years, the way it's ended and where it started, they are doing great. They're getting promoted. They're doing work that they want to do. They're making more money. I have, you know, one client who left her job. Finally, she was like, okay, I'm in a position where I can leave and I'm going to go take what she really wanted was a break from corporate life. And she has the ability to do that, right? She's created a life where she can walk away and take a break and be fine and enjoy it. Now she's having to get comfortable with actually enjoying what she wanted and created, right? But my other clients are learning how to take time for themselves in the middle of this global pandemic, or they're bravely leading others. And they've all had success for what they wanted. And it's been hard. 
So the key is not about not being disappointed. It's about what do we do when we fall down? So one of the things that my clients said to me, especially in March and April is like, thank goodness I've been doing this coaching because they had a partner to move through this time and they were grateful for the work that they did and they could have the ability to feel these feelings. So when you don't get what you want, what do you do when you fail? That's what's really important. I've watched leaders and great leaders who've just stayed steady and said, okay, we're going to be on the other side of this. And I've also watched leaders who weren't great who it was like they got hit once and they're like, I'm out, I'm quitting, I'm leaving, I'm going to another job and they're jumping ship. They didn't want to carry through with the responsibilities that they had. So it's one thing when things are going great and they're easy, but the people, when we fall down, who do you become? How do you show up? Are you resilient? Are you going to get back up? So This is what's really important is that when you ask yourself, what are you afraid of? If it's about being disappointed, you can do disappointed because by not going after what you want, you're already disappointed, right? And it's not about who we are. It's not about when we have the successes, who we are is when we fall down and what we choose to do in that moment. So we can learn, we can figure things out and we can be resourceful. And those are the things I want you to remember when you think about being afraid. And when you need evidence in your own life, just look back at 2020. We figured out a lot of new ways of being and getting through in 2020. I never would have thought that I'd have to be worried about toilet paper or bleach or any of that stuff for food. And we figured it out or figuring out how to stay at home with my family for months on end or how to reopen a pool in the middle of COVID and only swim one per lane. Like I never would have thought I'd figure that out. And some things worked out really well and some things we failed at, right? But we figured it out. So we're here trying another day. You can do things. You can get back up. So now that I've addressed the obstacles and overcoming them, it's your turn to now dream. And when I talk about dreaming, you can call it brainstorming. If you want to think of stealing, stealing ideas, right? That's really what dreams are. There's, you know, there's inspiration. There's the influence. What do you want? What do you want? Go fill yourself up, read a book, talk with a friend, listen to a podcast, watch a show or a movie, go out in nature, take a nature wash. That's what I call it. When you go for a walk or you sit with trees or you sit with the grass or with water, stand in the shower and let the water pour down what do you want? Start asking yourself that. And when that voice doesn't allow you to have what you want and responds with, I don't know, ask yourself, if I did know, what is it that I would want? And listen for the answers. And they can be flippant. Don't judge that. Around 2000, maybe even in the late 90s, I would sit there and think, gosh, I'd love to be able to get paid to talk, run a swim team, and walk down to my office from my room. And my friend, that's exactly what I've been doing for over a decade now. And if you had asked me in 2000, I didn't know how. It wasn't possible. I didn't have a pool. I didn't have a swim team. I was already taken care of, right? I didn't know any of the life coaching in 2000 right? Podcasting that wasn't even available. I didn't know how. 
but I had this idea of like, I just let myself dream and it didn't make sense to me. And I just put it out there and I'd be like, oh, this would be great. (laughs) It was a dream, but my brain kept coming back to it. Right. In 2009, when I was dreaming about like the clients that I got to work with, they're the people that I'm working with right now. They're smart. They're high achievers, right? They're doers. You know, I have the best clients. I love working with them. They're, they're hard on themselves. And my job is to help them to become not so hard on themselves so they can enjoy their lives and actually kick more ass in the world. Like, you know, be a bigger badass in the world, in their worlds that they live in, right? So that they can fully show up. And it's been a fun partnership and it's been rewarding. But these are the people that in 2009 I was dreaming of and here they are. So I've been able to create what I wanted. And they're now creating what they want, both personally and professionally. And they know, right, that I'm not the fairy godmother. And even though sometimes they joke, they wish I was, or had a former client who emailed me and she's like, Corinne, you really are the fairy godmother. It's always really nice, but they know we do the work. We really believe in ourselves. And it's so damn satisfying as they create and obtain their goals. And I remember last year, I, some years ago, I started seeing on Instagram, you know, the Amalfi Coast and Positano. And I was like, wow, that's really special. But there's always that resistance of, oh, that's not really going to happen to you, Corinne. Well, there I was last year. I was like, holy moly, look at this. And then when I went to Sydney and I did a workshop there and, and I remember getting off the train to go to my hotel, the Harbor and the tears that just came down my eyes because there was the Sydney Opera House. And that was a dream and a want from 1980. And I was a little kid thinking I would love to go there, but that's not even possible for me. I didn't even allow myself to hold on to that dream. And then here I was 19 years later. And then there I was like, wow, I'd really love to be here with my family because I went ahead of them to Australia and we weren't going to be in Sydney. That wasn't part of our itinerary. But then (laughs) on our way home, this flight missed our connecting flight in Sydney. And so guess what? We got to spend an extra day in Australia and we got to go to Sydney and I got to show my family all the places that I had explored when I was there earlier. That was like the fastest I've ever manifested anything. Cause I think it was a matter of like two or three weeks, but when we can want and allow ourselves and give ourselves permission and not have judgment, right. And put it out there and not try to figure out the how just get clear on the, what you want. So my friend, my invitation for you, especially during this holiday season, or if you're catching this show later on, is take action. Go after what you want. Deliberately create it by getting clear, brainstorming, dreaming, getting influence, stealing, having these ideas planted in your head. Always mitigate the risk. Know your risk tolerance without judging. Just know it. It's okay. And take the small steps. You're going to test it out and you're going to retweak and you're going to discover what you like. And you're also going to discover like, here's the aspiration and here's the reality. And often they don't totally line up. For those of you who listened to my show some years ago, when I was talking about purchasing my car, here was the car that I was going to buy. And then what I ended up with, because when I got clear about what I wanted, it came down to buying the Audi really came down to, I like the grill and the four circles but I didn't really like the car. 
And so I got something else because I got really clear about what it was that I wanted and I gave myself permission to have what I wanted and I gave myself permission to let go of what other people expected me to have and I gave myself permission to let go of what success was supposed to look like in terms of buying a car. But I got clear about what I wanted and I can say I'm still really happy with my car. So you're going to discover between what's the aspiration and what's the reality. And what happens is over time, especially for those of you that aren't great at knowing what you want because you haven't allowed yourself that space is you're going to pursue and you're going to take action and you're going to refine it and then you're going to repeat it and then you're going to reflect and tweak things and then go back out and do it again and continue to refine and it gets clearer and clearer for you of what you really like and what you really want and what you don't like and you my friend can create what you want. I've spent over 14 years talking with people on the show about creating the life that they want. And at first I was trying to figure out like, okay, why are you successful? Why do you have what you want and other people don't? And I thought it was like some magical fairy dust, right? Partly because I didn't believe I was a person who could have what she really wanted. Remember, I was a person who believed I was a loser from Loser Street, where life happened to her and she had to accept what was in front of her. But over the years, I've realized it was not about not being good enough. And it was not about not being special or a shiny unicorn because I'm definitely not a shiny unicorn and I'm really not special, right? But what's happened in how I've been able to create what I want and how I've been able to help my clients create what they want is they get clear. We get clear about what we want. So one, you must be clear about what you want. And that clarity takes practice. You go out there and take action and you refine it and repeat it, right? You reflect and tweak and you go do it again and you get more and more clear. Two, you must allow yourself the space to pursue what you want. Give yourself that time. If you want, I bought that car. I gave myself six months to buy a car because I knew I needed time and space to be able to clear out the mess and the stories that I had and be clear with my mindset of what it was that I really wanted versus not enough time because then I don't make great decisions. I knew that about me, right? So give yourself the space to pursue what you want, to develop the skill sets so that you can do it. And maybe giving yourself the space to be able to suck at something and get on. I mean, when I first started this show 14 years ago, I'm sure I wasn't a great interviewer. And then I got better over time. So give yourself that space. Three is you must take action and continue on. Take action, continue on, right? Refine, repeat, refine, repeat. My friend, you have resilience. You have the ability to learn. And you really do have it inside of you to create what you want with the given constraints of our lives. They don't need to be barriers. They're actually going to be supporting so you can have the focus to get clear about what it is that you really, really, really want. Now, my friend, go out and create what you want. It's going to be one of the most valuable experiences of your life. And the truth of it is when you go after and create what you want, it's about who you become in the process of creating what you want. Do you need to recover from 2020? (laughs) Don't worry, my friend, you're not the only one. I get it. You're depleted. You've hit emotional bottom because it can't get any worse, right? Money worries, career uncertainty, wanting to change career, family conflict, mental distress, loneliness, and isolation. 
These are many of the things that people have been experiencing in 2020. And you're exhausted and making the smallest decisions is setting you off. You're stuck in a cycle of anxiety and second guessing and doubt. It's becoming a downward spiral and you're starting to wonder, are you ever going to feel confident? Listen, 2021 does not need to be a repeat of 2020. You can experience enormous positive change even while living and working in a pandemic. So many of my clients have been able to do that this year. You can get clear on what you need and want, even when faced with uncertainty. You can grow emotionally, even when you're stuck at home. The hardest times in our lives can often be the most fruitful times to grow and change. You deserve a good year. You, my friend, deserve a win. You deserve clarity and confidence. So what are you going to do about it? I have just the thing for you. I have my how to feel grounded confidence course and it's four weeks to mindset management and emotional intelligence. And this is the place where you can gain emotional intelligence so you can understand your feelings and why you do what you do. Yes, the good and the bad, the ways we support ourselves and the ways we sabotage. So you can become aware of your thinking so you can make decisions with clarity and alignment with your values, not other people's values or what the popular opinion may be. In this course, you're going to learn how to manage your mindset so you can avoid the scary stories your mind is feeding you constantly. And you're going to start seeing many more opportunities and solutions along with the issues. And finally, you will feel confident that you can tackle and handle and have the resilience to whatever 2021 throws at you, and you can still move forward and deliberately create the life that you are craving. You ready for more? Let's have a fantastic 2021 filled with resilience and the ability to maneuver and go through these things and to feel confident again. There's a link in the show notes to find out more and to sign up. I'll see you there. On a lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wide